Hi, uh, welcome to the third episode of Incoherent Understanding. My name is Rowan. I hope you like the new title sequence. I just made that the other day, actually, because I didn't like the other one that much. I don't know. L leave your comments below if you liked it. Um, I'm here in uh, UNSW Main Library with uh, my guest today, Joshua Wang. Hey, Josh. Hey, how are we doing, everyone? Excited to be on the podcast. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be great. Um... So, um, I haven't, Josh just farted actually. Not true. And I can't smell. <laughs> Not true. <laughs> Not true. <laughs> it's true. I don't know what you're talking about, to be honest. Oh man, he's gone bright red. <laughs> um, so, um, Josh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? So, um, what do you do? What do I do? Yes. In terms of university. Yes. I'm, I'm in third year. Yes. Doing economics and law. Uh-huh. Just trying to get my way through that. Yeah. Um, yeah, basically that's that's what I do. And you're doing it here at UNSW? Yeah, here at UNSW. Um, living on campus right now. Yeah, where are you living? Living at Warren College. Boo! Nah, sick place. Yeah, it's alright. It's okay. New college is way better though. Um, <laughs> um, so, uh, how long have you know, Have we known each other, do you reckon? Oh, probably since about year seven, so what's that? Year Eight seven. years? Eight years? Yeah, long time. Holy crap. I remember you when you back had those uh, transition glasses. Yeah. When they go dark. Oh, that was yeah. a bad and time. Then you cut your own hair. That was a bad time in my life. I reckon, like, all my memories of you with those junior blue shirts, that's that's all I can think of. Like, just you with the your... First, the first Yeah, memories, the first it? couple of memories. Just you with mm. your... Blue shirts yeah, weird and glasses. Weird glasses. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds pretty accurate. Sounds very accurate, actually. Um, I just remember you were just this tall Asian guy. Yeah, fair enough. You were the you were the tall Asian guy. Yeah, I'm still pretty tall. Um, I don't know. Like, I remember like okay, this is bad because I don't think it anymore. Oh, hit me! But I remember thinking like you were a bit of a jerk. In oh year no seven. way! Yeah, yeah, because you know how you were in, you were there in year seven. Yeah. And then you and then you went back to China for like yeah. a year, over a year. Yeah. And then you came back. Yeah. And when you came back, I was like, oh, this guy's this guy's not as bad as I remember. Oh no way! <laughs> yeah. What was I, jerkish about me? I don't no, I think maybe you like made fun of me about one thing, but like oh, okay. that's Fair your. Kind, I mean, that's kind of your personality. Yeah. You like to like. like I still make fun banter, of you, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, That's what I was doing just earlier. And I and I had I was a bit sensitive <laughs> back yeah. then. I think I was probably making fun of your transition glasses. That's right. Yeah, I think so. Um, but yeah, so we are high school friends and also now university friends because mm. we kind of go to the same still uni now. Still consider you a friend. That's still cool. consider me a friend. Thanks, Josh. No worries. Um. So, um, I guess my first question um, is, um, so you're Chinese, you're Chinese, right? I am Chinese. Chinese. Proud um, to be Chinese. Proud to be Chinese. You speak yeah. Mandarin? Yeah, fluent Mandarin. Fluent Mandarin. And as we discussed earlier, it's because I went back to boarding school for a year. For a year? Yeah, so in year eight? Yeah, year seven and eight. Yeah. So that was really important in yeah. helping me. Oh, really? Yeah. So before that, did you know much... Oh, uh, it was, it was like, I knew, I knew how to like understand it and, but not really how to speak it. So okay. getting back, just getting immersed in that culture where you mm. don't really speak English for like a mm. whole year. Yeah. So I guess that's basically how I got good yeah. at Chinese. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Um, so yeah, tell us about, tell us about high school. Cause, um, I know you didn't have a very conventional, um, no. kind of high school experience. Um, yeah. do you want to, do you mind talking about that? So, um. I don't know. So, like, I guess I guess the one thing you could probably talk about is how, you know, growing up in that, I don't know, first or second generation family, where, so in my family, 
I don't actually have any relatives here in Australia. It's literally just me, my sister, mum and dad. So that's all we have in Australia. So what we find is our, like what we do at home is basically entirely derivative from what we have overseas. So we don't really celebrate Christmas or do Easter or all these things. So when I first came into high school or even primary school, I was kind of like, it was, I guess it was like a prolonged culture shock. So a lot of things I didn't really know. Mm. Um, you know, certain things like about high school, you know, like certain events, it was hard to it was hard to get your head around them because like in our family, we just really just didn't know. It's kind of hard to acclimate in terms of that. Yeah. Um, did you want to know anything specific? Yeah. So like well, after I went to boarding school, how did I feel when I came back? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah what was that like? Oh, yeah. So um, boarding school in China was just a world of difference. Like mm. everything is different over there. I will say this, teenage boys are always teenage boys no matter where you're on. <laughs> All really? doing the same shit. Yeah, really? Like okay. Getting out, getting drunk. Yeah. yeah so. What, like in year eight? Yeah, eight. Year eight? Yeah, eight. Yeah, eight. Really? Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess... It, was, yeah, I it guess, is a guess, boarding school. I guess, yeah, yeah, okay. And you always have your okay. bad apples, so we're all following them. Yeah. Yeah. I just thought, like, because what I've heard about the Chinese education system is that it's very rigorous. Oh, like, it's, it's it's autocratic. Like, it's it's like you get up at like seven yeah. and you do work until ten o'clock that oh, night. Oh well, do you want to hear about my um standard day in China? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah, so yeah. about um so it started about seven o'clock. So what they do is they wake you up with um the communist, like the official communist wake up alarm, yeah. which is just a song from like the nineteen fifties. Whoa! So they play that over the PA until and everyone gets up. That's your like your alarm. Yeah, and so you have ten minutes wow. to get up from your bed. And yeah. then run down to the flagpole, which okay. is like a little landing area. Yeah. So everyone gets there and they raise the flag to the national anthem every single day. Um, mm. So after that, um, we all pledge ourselves to the Communist Party um, while we're wearing like our red tie around our neck. And so that's your start of the day. Mm. And then from there, it's just straight into class. So 8 o'clock, you go from 8, 9, 10. Then you have your first recess. Yep. And then 11, 12. And then what you do, because we have lunch, right? We have lunch for an hour. What they do is they have a lunch but they also have two hours of nap time. Oh, wow. So okay. if you ever see, like, Asian people, like, sleeping around in the library, have yeah. you ever seen that when yeah. they're sleeping? Yeah. Yeah, it's because in China, there's, like, a big culture of having naps. So right. that's something you might not have known. Wow. Yeah, so there no, you go. I did not yeah, know Yeah, so you have two hours of naps. And in this time, I personally would just have, like, because I can't take naps. Yeah. Because I grew up here. Yeah. In this time, i just, like, do whatever. Yeah. I just wouldn't be able to concentrate. Okay. Yeah. So, like, I had a lot of boredom over yeah. there. So after that, so this is already like, what, five hours of study. Mm. After this, two o'clock, it'd be four o'clock. Four o'clock, study all the way through nine o'clock. Wow. So that's the average day in China. Just a lot of that's study. That's crazy. And that, is that, is it six days a week? Yeah, six days a week. Especially at boarding school. Wow. Yeah. And do, and do kids complain? No. It's autocratic. You'd take it. See, that's, that's bizarre. Like, you hear, like, I remember complaining constantly. Yeah. During, I mean, everyone complains about school. It's because it's about your world perspective. So why do you why do you study? Why do you study hard? That's right. I mean, that, that that's a very good question yeah. to ask. Like, so like, I mean, I study like what to get a job yeah. to like learn or whatever. Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm sure like in yeah. China, it's like it's, it's different. Like, it's yeah, it's you study because that's what you have to do. This might be a bit ghetto, yeah. but you study to get out of the slums. Yeah, like that's what wow. you do. Mm. Okay, so people, I remember, I remember when I was in China when I was about seven. Um, our milkman gave us a bit of milk and he saw me doing some maths and he said, good job, young boy, I'm proud of you. And I was like, oh, why? And he was like, see what I'm doing? I'm making, like, at that time, $2 a day. I'm making $2 a day delivering milk. 
So whenever I go home and I see my daughter, all I do is just make sure she studies. Yeah. Because I want I want her to have a better life than me, mm. so that we don't have to rent a little shitty like slum in downtown, and um you know struggle to pay for groceries, have yeah. no ability to pay for college. So that's why he wants mm. her to study, to study hard, to get into that good university. Yeah. To get that you know scholarship money, so they can make it out of that circumstance in which they're living. So it's seeing completely different. Like mm. we study because our parents do so, so it's more of that you know stick. They yeah. study to get out. They study to live. They study to survive. Mm. So that's why they study for so long. Do you have that that drive? A little bit. It's hard not to. So, you know, coming back from China, when yeah. you're surrounded by people who literally... I don't know. They, like... Their one thing in life is to get out of, like, their poverty that surrounds them. So when you're mm. around those people, it's hard not to, like, mm. you know, see your own shortcomings in a different light. Mm. So when I'm sitting around bumming around playing Xbox for ten hours a day, yeah, you know, it really puts it into perspective. Yeah, like, and and yeah, how do, how do you how do you um, see that come from that kind of culture and get here and just see a bunch of like people who just don't appreciate education, yeah. don't appreciate. How do you how do you um, how do you deal with that? Oh, it's hard to reconcile. So you know, in the Sydney Morning Herald, they were talking about um. They were talking about how, um, like, they were tutoring for the high school test and people yeah. complaining about that. Yeah. Yeah, so that, that that's, like, a prime example. So wow. they, 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 like, I guess Australians, they just they just don't value education the same way we do. Mm. Like, when, when we, like, when my parents raised me, yeah. basically all they thought about was my education. Yeah. How was I going to get into that good high school? Yeah. I'm pretty sure they moved to New Lantern, which is the place in Newcastle where I yeah. stay on. So they could, so that I could go to that um, local primary school, yeah, which had a good reputation at the time. Yeah. So basically, it's at the forefront of everything mm. they're thinking about. Yeah, I totally, I totally understand. Like yeah. it's the same, same yeah. concept. Yeah. Um, with my parents and yeah. stuff like that, which is why I can kind of, yeah, um, understand, yeah. like where you're coming from and yeah. like and that mindset because it yeah. totally is. And I don't. Could, can you argue maybe that um, there are both positives to the way Western um, culture looks at education so. and also positives as to like, and also negatives the way yeah. like yeah the way Chinese people look at culture yeah, or, I mean education so like Chinese education as I said before it's autocratic yeah so that means there's no real like scope for free thought or expression okay um at the same time it gives you it is it is based on discipline and I think that's something the Western model probably lacks mm. um I think there are a lot of people I know in my life um and just in general that probably wasted their potential and their opportunity a bit. Like, to give you, to give some perspective, I mean, so I wake up every morning and I feel thankful. So I've been given a chance to study at really nice schools, surrounded by really good people. I don't have to pay for my tuition, or at least I don't have to pay for it now. I don't mm-hmm. have to be burdened by debt. I have this tremendous opportunity to make the most of my life. So I recognise that and I try to study hard. But I know other people don't really see it in that light. They see studying as, like, all that opportunity more as a chore than really as an opportunity, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, wow. Wow. That's awesome, man. That's really I don't know cool. if it's awesome. It's just the way That's I really look cool. at it. That's really cool. So, let's talk about your family. So, who's in your family? Um, in my immediate family? In your immediate family, yes. Yeah, so there's my little sister, Elaine. She's yeah. um, she's in year 10 now. Yeah. Uh, doing well at high school. At she's at Lambton High, high yeah. Yeah. Um, there's my mum and dad. Yeah. Yeah, so they, they come back and forth from China. Yeah. Um, myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's basically it. I have a granddad and a grandma. 
right cool. now. Yeah. Sweet. Um, and so, um, if you don't mind, can I ask um, how during during high school, mm. um, what was your home life like? Home life like? Oh, it was stressful. Yeah. Very stressful. Um, so mum wanted me to focus more on studies, and I probably still wanted to play a lot of sport. I had a girlfriend at the time, which didn't really go down well mm. with her. But I guess we kind of worked around it in the end. Okay. But again, it's that it's that focus on education. Yeah. Kind of made it tough for me. Mm. I I, I want to more specifically talk about how, I mean, you used to live. There were times when you used to live kind of by yourself oh, yeah. at home, and yeah. you'd have to kind of look after yourself while your parents were either in China or coming back and forth or whatever. Yeah. Um. Do you want to explain? Oh yeah, sure. Like so I guess like. It was very brave from my parents, really. Mm. But I think they recognised that I was quite an independent child. Um, so when they both had work commitments overseas and no real work here, um, I basically would just... There would always be a university student renting one of yeah. the rooms in our house. It was never actually, like, alone. Yeah. And I'd always have, like, like guardians and stuff. That's Kind of right. nearby. Yeah. Yeah. But basically, I was living by myself. Mm. So I had to look after myself. So that mean like, doing the dishes, cooking for myself, washing for myself, getting myself to school, back... Yeah. Managing sport, you know, managing learning piano at the time as I was doing. Yeah. So it was like, it was, it was, it might have been difficult at the time, but I don't really remember it as such. Like, to me, it kind of just came naturally. Like, because when I was growing up, my parents never really, like, babied me through anything. It was mm-hmm. just the way I was raised. Okay. So I guess from there, that standpoint, it wasn't too hard. But it, yeah. like, definitely from, from that experience, it has put me in good stead now. Yeah. I feel like I can manage myself very well mm. based on my experiences in the past. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think I think that like I I always always will and always have admired how <laughs> how you how you did that. Like I know I know like it's almost every kid's dream. It sounds like every yeah. kid's dream like to ha- to be kind of completely independent yeah. of the parents. Fair enough. But but um from like and but that's like purely um theoretical. Like yeah. like it's like oh it would be so good if I just had my parents yeah. breathing down my back. Yeah. But I think um. I think in actuality we're always kind of like, well, I'm glad in the end I yeah. got them there. Yeah. And, but I mean, not that your parents weren't there; they they were just kind of in and out. But like they were, I think, I think the level of discipline that you showed at such a young age is <laughs> just like it's it's a really big, yeah. big character trait for you. And I think, yeah, I'm just I'm yeah blown away well i mean like i don't think i was too normal as a kid i definitely felt i was pretty independent and yeah. there were certainly times where i slacked off and played a lot of computer games and stuff but but yeah. i feel like most kids were probably doing that yeah. as well that's right yeah no you're right um so um yeah so what speaking of like l- like being independent being by yourself like what's like the loneliest time that you've ever felt Either it can be in in those years, and it can be outside of those years. I don't know. What like what's the time that you felt kind of most separated from your family? So whether like, whether sorry whether culturally or like even physically. So culturally and physically, the most separated time was when I was at boarding school. Okay. So when I was 12, so you were in China. Twelve and thirteen. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So when I was in China. Yeah. So that culture. While while I am Chinese, mm. I was still raised in a. You know, white culture, yeah. Western culture, yeah. So that was both culture shock and alienation, I guess. Wow. It took me a long time to adjust to the way people did things over there, the way they talked, accents, um, the ability to make friends as well. It was very tough for me. Um, wow. Just being able to like 
I don't know, just like assimilate into that sort of culture quickly was a bit difficult, as you might be able to imagine. Mm. But I felt like um, in the end, it kind of worked out all right. But that process was definitely pretty long and drawn out. And so I guess at that time, when I would just be in, by my dorm by myself, it would probably be a bit tough for me mm. to like just think of home, you know, why can't I be with my friends back in Newcastle and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. So you always, you always have that like kind of like, I don't know, longing for what you, you had, in, had in the past. But I think towards the end of my stay in China, I was also, when I was about to leave, I was also feeling regret that I had to leave as well. So I eventually grew to love it, I guess, over there as well. Yeah. It's about a ma- matter, like, matter of perspective, I guess. Mm. Wow. That's, yeah. That's so cool. Um, <laughs> crazy, crazy, but yeah. No. Um, okay, um, so here's another kind of question. Um, what kind, like... What, what um culturally has been the hardest thing like uh, let, let's let's move on to a bit of a lighter topic i think yeah. so you you <laughs> said um you said that you um had a girlfriend at the end of high, during high school yeah um now i know that she wasn't chinese yeah and i know that she was australian yeah let's talk about that shout out <laughs> let's talk yeah, shout out <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if, do you want can, let's not shout out yeah okay <laughs> Um, so, oh, we got to be quiet, we're in a library. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, like, explain that, because, and look, I, I've been there, yeah. I've had, I've had a, yeah, yeah it's weird, man. Like, like, what was the hardest thing about that? I was trying to keep it quiet for the first, like, month or two, <laughs> for sure. I got found out pretty quick, though. Yeah, so how did, how did they find out? Oh, I don't know. I was just like, you have a girlfriend, don't you? And I was like, yep. Really? <laughs> <laughs> That was the conversation. I think my dad just shook my shook his head and walked away. Really? Yeah. But in like a jesty way, like he wasn't too concerned. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. It, was, yeah. it only really became a like concern when I was like in going the, to hang out during the HSC and stuff, which yeah. kind of rubbed my mum the wrong way. Mm. I guess. Yeah. No, I, I could definitely As understand that. My, it, my, yeah. my, I reckon my parents would be would have been the same thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so, what was it like culturally though? Like, I'm sure like when you, whenever you went to her house yeah. and hung out, like. Yeah. Like, it would have just been a very different vibe. Oh, to, yeah. To, yeah. Yeah, it was so much more chill when she was hanging out. Mm. Oh, when I was hanging out with her at her place, and it was mm. the other way around. I guess it's just because that, it's that kind of culture. Like, yeah. I don't know if you know, but, like, in China, people don't really date so much. Like, right. They don't really have so no, much casual dating. Okay. In fact, there's still a large, like, proportion of people who have, like, arranged dates. So really? parents will set them up with other parents. Okay. So there's children. Yeah. And then, um you know they'll try and get things going from there so yep. there's no much of a there's not wow. so much of a dating scene so that's quite foreign to to your parents yeah so do they try and um opt for like higher level like like you know how like you know how like a marriage once upon a time was like a social a way to climb socially mm. for a family to climb socially is that a thing in china oh, in china it is well as i said with education everything is about getting out of the you know your, the right. circumstances that you're in yeah. so marriage is one of those avenues okay um Obviously, for guys, if you don't have that status, you won't even be able to marry. Right. So, yeah. So, wow. that's one of the things. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So, bringing that right back, <laughs> bringing that right back to, like, um, um, high school relationships. Yeah. Like, um, like, because, how did, how, well, let's talk about, how did your parents meet? Were they, were they, um, was it their, was their parent I think they met, in, met they, they met in university. Okay. I'm not really sure. Okay. I haven't really You never really them. asked them? Yeah, I asked them about it, but they just, oh, really? Yeah. They're just like, we have met you in seen university. Your, random question, have you seen your parents, like, 
wedding pictures or yeah. wedding. Yeah. Did I have a video? No. My parents had a wedding video. No right? way. Yeah, and we used to watch it like an awkward amount of times. That's weird. Yeah. Well, yeah, maybe. <laughs> so I think our family's probably just a bit more conservative in that. I don't know. We I, we haven't really talked about it that much. Okay. Yeah. So, so like, so if we ask them, if I ask mom or dad, they'd be like, "Yeah, this happened." I'm like, "Okay, cool." Yeah. Okay. So well, taking that forward, um, what are they? What are their hopes for you in terms of marriage? Are they gonna find someone, or or like, are you just gonna yeah. be like, you know? Well, so my dad always says to me, "Don't get married." Just don't do it. Don't get married at all. <laughs> he says, "Yeah, just like travel, man. Enjoy your life." <laughs> But he, he's always he's always like not serious. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Realistically, there's no expectation. Okay, and that's probably cool. different from the most that's traditional great. Chinese family. Mm. Yeah, so there's no expectation. Okay. If I like meet someone, you yeah, know, that's that's uh, what that's, just all it, is, it is. What it, it is. is what it is. Yeah, yeah, cool. Okay, yeah, that's <laughs> that's funny. Um, yeah, cool. Um, are you dating anyone right now? No. Are you no. dating anyone right now? No. <laughs> Both eligible bachelors. Yeah. Actually, <laughs> yeah, that's right. If anyone's listening, uh, Joshua Wang is single. Uh, his phone number is... Oh, nah. let's not do that. <laughs> but actually... Oh, just kidding. Um, but, um, yeah, actually, we're two elder bachelors and mm. we're about to go on an overseas trip of a lifetime. Woo. Are you excited? I was going to say road trip. It's not a road, road trip. trip. No, we want it's to It's like a, a flat trip. trip. Yeah. We could still rent a car. I was talking to a yeah. friend yesterday. And I was like, well... When we were in LA, LA, drive to San Diego or something. We should explain this. Um, <laughs> so Josh and I are both going on exchange to North America um, in July this year. Shout out. Um, yeah, <laughs> so many shout outs. Yeah. Um, we are traveling to LA, De- Seattle, Seattle, Denver, Minneapolis, Chicago, Chicago, and NYC. NYC. Where we Together. split ways. Yeah, and then yeah. we split ways because yeah. Josh will go and study at Cornell University. Cornell University, because he's a boss. Thanks. And I'm <laughs> going to study at Toronto, Canada. Toronto. Toronto. <laughs> Not shout that Toronto. To, shout out to Drizzy. <laughs> Drizzy Drake. Drizzy Drake. Um, yeah, so I'm excited for that. I'm. Yeah gonna do more of these podcasts while we're over there oh you know sick that. i can't i can't wait oh not with you sorry <laughs> i was hoping to get a rerun we, Part oh, you, two. You, you probably might yeah yeah well i want to i'm sure we will i want to meet random people all right cool like I don't can wanna... i be like the sounds crew guy for you yeah you can be sound yeah you're gonna know how the sound works though all right you can it's just the mic it's pretty <laughs> easy <laughs> um but yeah no that should be exciting so stay tuned for that Listeners and followers of Incoherent Understanding. <laughs> I feel like such an idiot saying that. Um, yeah, but yeah. road trip. Yeah. Very excited. Yeah, I am excited for that. Mm. All right, let's continue with the... Incoherent Understanding. Inco- <laughs> with the interview, I was yeah, going to okay. say. Um, all right, here we go. Ready? Yeah. You ready I'm ready. For this? You ready for this? Yeah. All right, boom. Who's the most influential pe- person in your life right now? Whether it be family... Um, someone you know you don't have to know them but mm. I want to know who it is and why I don't know if there's like someone who's most influential okay I see my friends as a collective unit like okay. I think there are so many admirable aspects of all of my friends even you for example oh, no, even no, no, you. We're, not, we're not talking about me don't talk about me alright so leaving Mr. Thambar aside I mean mm-hmm. like there's so many so many so many things about my friends mm. that really like inspire me and get me going forward quick question yeah. just to interrupt do you reckon Calling back to um, our chat about 
like, um, high, with your living situation in high school, where mm-hmm. there were times where you would kind of think, yeah. um, does it, do you reckon um, you, you relied more on your relationship with your friends during that time um, as your immediate family almost? Mm, not really. Not really? I'd always just call my mum and dad if I had any issues. Okay. It wasn't very often. Yeah. That's cool. Sorry, keep going. Um, most influential person. So, so most inf- but it, like again, it would probably most influential people would probably be my your mom friend. and dad. Oh, your your mum and dad. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> no, my, but my mum and dad, like realistically, they came to Australia with not very much. Yeah. And so, like the way they work so hard to put me in the position that I am, it is really actually very inspiring. Mm. Like just hard work, work ethic, work ethic, yep. but also like being able to come back to the family at the end of the day and just be able to have a good time as well. Like I think I think that's a very beautiful thing, really. Yeah. Um, they really just put their heads down. Yeah. You know, it, it is very inspiring. Mm. So that's I guess that's kind of what gets me going. It sounds very inspiring. When I, when I hit some tough times during study or whatever. Yeah. yeah it's not. It's losing. really nothing compared to like. Yeah. What my mom and dad came through. Yeah. Coming from China at the age thirty into like different, completely different culture, knowing no one with no relatives. It is. It is just completely different. Like I couldn't even imagine it. Mm. First generation. It's tough. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, I mean, my parents went through a, a like similar thing. Like, probably, I like, I don't know, I don't know. I'm not gonna, yeah, say the differences, but like similar situation. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I think it's always it's always funny when you're trying to explain that to to white people. <laughs> um, <laughs> like it is because yeah. it's like, how do you explain? Um, yeah, just like the idea that like my like even I it's like my I know my grandparents came from like next to nothing like yeah. they were like like my grandfather did his homework in the dirt as a kid and yeah. then became like and then like he was first honours in yeah. his in his university like yeah. like it's just it's ridiculous yeah, like it's ridiculous ridiculous how hard there's like, a big gap mm, and it's like yeah and I mean trying to and, and that's mm. why that's why like that's why I reckon like my parents like when I explain to them, like, oh, yeah, I just want to do comedy. <laughs> yeah. Like, like it's such a, it's such a foreign, like, it's such a, like, foreign thing. Yeah. And it's because... It's because an alien concept. It's really. because uh, they expect you to do jobs that, like, will help you survive. Yeah. Comedy... They're still stuck in that phase. Yeah. yeah. It does, it's not something, like, to help you survive, or it doesn't help yeah. society, yeah. like, function. It helps society kind of, like... It's like... Almost like a fan, like you know, the arts is kind of like people relaxing yeah. and stuff like that. That's um, something like leisure is something yeah, foreign for to sure. like Asian. I completely get that. Yeah. Yeah. What do you reckon? So like my mum and dad came to Australia mm. like after the Cultural Revolution. Um, they came to Australia with literally like a suitcase full of clothes and like forty bucks. So that was it. And they really, realistically, they just like slowly worked jobs while you know studying at university part time. And just slowly work their way up to where they could have like a family and like a nice situation. So yeah, I completely get what you're saying. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's great. So your parents, um, yeah, are the most influential. That's yeah. cool. That's cool. I think I think mine would probably be my parents yeah. too. I mean, um, they're your biggest moral models. Yeah, yeah, they are. Like, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I'm yeah, I don't know. Um, In terms of like extrinsic figures, though, I've yeah, really thought about that. Yeah. Probably, oh, you you haven't you sorry you haven't thought you haven't thought about like people outside of your family. No, I haven't really. Yeah, like I mean, I really have. Oh. Like, because whenever I think of someone who I really like, there's always like some flaws about them that I. That but I'm isn't that in, isn't that aren't there flaws in your parents? Yeah, sure. 
like I see the flaws in my parents. I think kids see the flaws yeah. in their parents more than anyone else. But I, I have like personal connections with my parents, but okay. I don't have this connection with like, say for example, Michael, Michael Jordan. Like yeah. he worked, he worked hard, but at yeah. the same time he's like a gambling addict. Right. So like the media portrays his achievements in a certain way, but at the same time he's a gambling addict, like addiction. And all this well, stuff does that does that make him a terrible person? Not not the gambling in specifically, yeah. but the way he treated like reporters, the the way he treated like teammates who he didn't think mm. were as good, or mm. he he felt didn't fit into the culture, you know. I, I think always, all those things yeah. add up to whether or not a person is inspirational or not. Yeah, I think. Like, I always like to try and put myself in those positions, and I'd like mm. to think that I'd do things differently. I don't, I don't know, though. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it'd be, it's so hard, I think, living in the public sphere like yeah, that. Yeah, it is. Everything you do wrong when you get amplified. Yeah. And, and to that's the point where, yeah, and mm. I mean, yeah, I mean, those people are people that have, like, yeah. kind of asked for, not asked for it, but worked for it, mm. like, and it's, it's weird. Yeah. Mm. Anyway... Um, yeah, cool. Um, so, I think I have a couple more questions left. So, so with your parents, parents are the most influential people in your life. Mm. Who, like, what kind of person do you aspire to be, is the question. So, like, is it someone like, like, would you take, obviously you're going to take the best qualities out of your parents, best qualities out of anyone, but, mm. like, who, who, who do you, Joshua Wang, aspire to be so I think, I think this is where like how I perceive my friends kind of comes in so okay. like all the qualities that I see in my friends I really try to emulate as well okay so I guess it's like you know being able to like empathise with anyone no matter like what your initial reaction is mm-hmm. so like say for example someone is like really annoying or like maybe like a bit of a bully mm. but if, if they if they have a hard time or something or whatever you still have to be able to empathise with them yeah. You know, just, like, understand where they're coming from as well. Um, at the same time, just, like, be able to, like, you know, love everyone. Just give out love. Just be able to, like, I don't know. Stop, yeah. Not not hold grudges. I think that's I think that's one of the main things I want to be able to do. Mm. I think this is all, like, personal how I want to be as a, like, character. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's one of the main things. Just, like, okay. not, not holding grudges. Like, if someone says something about me, just let it go. Yeah. I think that way you'd be able to get through, you know, troubles or, like, be able to interact with people a lot better. Mm. Mm, that's cool. I think you do that. Yeah. Oh, I try to. I think, yeah, I think it sh- I think it shows. Just from knowing you. Yeah. I think that's a fair assumption. I mean, like, I've seen you get mad. Oh, for sure. <laughs> that, actually, that that was one of the things, like, when I, when, when I was a kid, when, I, when, when we were, like, yeah. in year eight or seven, I was like, yeah. oh, man, he gets mad. Yeah. But you're not anymore. Now you're chilled. <laughs> chilled now out. you're chilled. Now you're chilled. You got that. You, you, you live, you, you're doing well for yourself. Thank you. You're yeah. doing well, too. Oh, I'm doing okay. <laughs> I'm not doing... I'm do, yeah. Um, that's cool, man. Um, yeah. I reckon I reckon you're pretty much there. No, we're still with, working with on your, it. Yeah, I mean, like, well, yeah. no one's no one's perfect. Yeah. And I think, I think it's like... Yeah. I know, it's tough. I think... I'm just going to give a shout-out to my friend Smitty. I think he's the person who, I, who really embodies... Mm. what I'm trying to talk about so like I mm. really didn't explain myself yeah well then but he's like the type of guy who just doesn't judge anyone yeah like doesn't put anyone beself, like below him yeah so like always treats everyone the same mm. I think that's a really really great thing mm. to do yeah so like when whenever he like whenever I have honestly sometimes when I like do something 
wrong or like I say something bad to someone or like yeah. I put him down. I always think, oh, what would Smitty do? <laughs> I like literally, I would just wow. like, what would Smitty do in this situation? Yeah. And mm. it's always something better than what I would have done. So, yeah. yeah. Although Smitty has put his fair share of people down. Oh, yeah. Including me. And including himself. <laughs> he puts himself down so much. Maybe, maybe Smitty with a bit more self-confidence. Smitty, Smitty with more self-confidence. <laughs> a bit more swag. I, so this is Isaac Smith. If, you got, if, you wanna, if you're interested in who this Isaac Smith is, Incoherent Understanding Podcast coming soon. <laughs> I'll have to get him on here soon. Oh, yeah, for um, sure. He'd be a great one. Yeah, he'd be very good. Um, but yeah, man, that's really cool. I, I agree with that. Yeah. Um, so Isaac was a guy that we went to high school with, and he's now in Melbourne. Yeah, so far away. Have you? Seen, when was the last time you saw him? Before I left for China this summer. Oh, summer so you didn't see him when he came back? Nah, yeah. Uh, that was during like uh, New Year's, right? Yeah. Yeah, I was overseas. Oh, uh, okay. It's probably in France at that time. It's good. Oh, yeah. Dropped how was that? that? Just dropped it. Just drop it. How yeah. how was Fantastic. it? Fantastic. Saw some sights. Yeah. Yeah. What was your favorite place in Europe? Favorite place in Europe? It's probably Lucerne in Switzerland. It's so beautiful. Yeah, yeah. I've been there. Yeah, so it's beautiful. got that lake. Yeah, Lake yeah. Lucerne. Is, yeah. it like, is that what it's called? And then it's like underneath the Jungfrau. It's beautiful. Yeah, I'd go live there. Yeah, but I need a lot of money first. Yeah. <laughs> well, they're they're doing a pretty. They've got a good kind of get fun. up going. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, did you actually? Oh, this is random, but um, Finland. Have you seen those those education reforms that they're doing? No. So, like, now, instead of studying, like... So, you know how you have maths, you have English, you have science, you have geography, you have history? Yeah. Well, now they're going to do, like, topics. So, it's going to be, like, the global financial crisis. Oh, cool. And so, you, you, like... So, you, like, you study by topic rather than... By subject. By subject. Which is weird, because I feel like... I wonder how that would work. I, like, I mean, you could study a topic for ages. Yeah. I, like, I don't know at what, what point do you say that's, that's enough deep into a topic. Yeah. Well, at the same time, as long as they get the foundations in, like, their mathematics and English, I reckon that's fine. Yeah, that's So, true. like, I reckon we spend way too much time on, for example, Australian history. Yeah, yeah we well, could probably like, spend we're, that. We're we a sp- pretty young country. Yeah, we could probably spend that doing something else. Mm. I reckon that would be better served analysing the GFC, just from an economics student's That's just you're an economics law student, but everyone, everyone who did history <laughs> in the HSC is listening to this is like, Yeah, shut, shut up, George! <laughs> Actually... HSC um, history, history isn't history necessarily it's, Australian history. It's not Australian history. at all, yeah. is it? Yeah, well... Yeah, HSC history is interesting. Yeah, that's true. Second World War, First World War. Yeah, well. I think... Yeah. Yeah, kind of stuff. yeah. So many... War- we had a lot of wars last century. Mm. We have and a lot I of wars every century. We have, like... Yeah, well, we've had a lot of... I, I, I kind of don't realise how much, how much war we have. Like, we have, there's always war going Speaking on. Speaking of war... Yeah. Have, I've been thinking about humans in general. Okay. This might be getting a bit off topic. No. This is incoherent understanding. I'm just, not a, <laughs> I'm just not a fan of the human condition. You're not a fan of the human condition. Just like how we... unpack that? So let's unpack it step by step. Okay. So we have a trait of inherent selfishness. And so like just to help ourselves survive, right? Okay. We look after our own. You'll look after your family before you yeah. look after someone else. Yeah. So basically what this results in is people... That's very generally just yeah, said, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, like, at, a, at, a, at the, the most macro level. Okay. So, basically, you have people, like, acting in their self-interest inherently. And so, okay. what you see in this is the result. Like, you, what you can... You can see this in three third-world countries right now. So, where people, like, look after themselves first before looking after others. And that's why you have warlords. That's why you have um, 
you know, all that conflict over there in Africa and Southeast mm. Asia and all that. Um, so I was reading about Darfur the other day. Okay. Um, so, like, the genocides that I've had over there, yeah. like, just thousands of people dying. Mm. And just kind of, like, makes me, like, just question existence and stuff like that. What do it's, you mean? It's really, it's really tough to, like, when you think of the concept of 5,000 people dying, like, what, what is that? When I say 5,000 5, 5, people have died, what do you think of? I just think of, like, five times our high school... Yeah, like, you can't even grapple people. with it, can you? Like, it, oh, you just... Like, think of all I the, think, think of all the personal collections, um, connections you have with each individual person in high school, right? Mm. And then multiply that by 100. Mm. And that's like... Did a, you have personal... Co- like... Well, I had some... I had with some of them, okay. right? With a lot yeah. of them. Okay. But imagine that on, like, a wide scale. Mm. You just wouldn't be able to comprehend it. Mm. Yeah. And I, I think I think we hear those statistics and we just kind of yeah, you file go, them in our in our oh it doesn't affect me but yeah you go numb yeah mm. it is a tough it is a tough uh, so what we, so, so so what do you think what do you think of the human condition you just think it's numb. I just think I just think we're too Selfish. too inherently flawed for what just to like you know I know I think just in general we're just too flawed. So what does that mean? So like, I don't know what it means. It just means when we start a society, bad things happen. And I think I I think what I'm I, I think what I'm getting at yeah is that um I'm kind of just dissatisfied with how everything works in society now. So let let's say in Western society or in, in any society in any society. So let's say for example now we still have the human condition in our society. Mm-hmm. Um, you still have, you know certain political parties putting pushing certain genders over the others mm-hmm. and so right now we still have poverty on one end and mm-hmm. people with lots and lots of money on the other yeah so like why does that happen why should there be like you know people better off than others it's like you're, it's like questions you're, you're the economist that sounds like a very market oh, yeah. market question like and so you know why the reason the market works not to go into economics too much Oh, the market the market works is because everyone serves themselves first that's right and so the market distributes it equally so, so what you're saying is that, um, well, the market is built on the fundamental. What you were saying, which yeah. you don't like, the fact that we need that we all look out for ourselves. Yeah. Is that a, and so what? Do you, so what do you think about that? Can't. Uh, it's hard to say. It's a big topic. However, I think the general premise is it's just it's kind of disillusioning. It's just like yeah. you have to you accept reckon, it. Do you reckon you've become more aware of that while studying economics? Oh yeah, for sure. There's inherent, really there's an inherent trade-off for everything, right? So if I increase yeah. taxes by 1%, I could potentially give 500000 extra dollars to people who are homeless. That's right. But that extra 1%, in turn, creates a cost for other things. I think... I so think, it's a major think, balancing yeah, act. Yeah. I, yeah. I, think, I think you... Yeah. I was talking about... I was at a 21st, and yeah. we were talking about this very concept, the concept yeah. of ba- a balancing act yeah. um, with economics. And I think a lot of people get caught up um, when, the, when, say, the government's like, oh... We're going to put things back in the red. We're not going to be yeah. in in, in de- a deficit budget anymore. And people are like, yes, that's great. That's yeah. what we need. Um, and like, that's well and good. But you need to understand that by doing making that decision, something else is going to suffer. Like oh, by absolutely. pushing one bit up, yeah. you're pushing another bit down. Yeah. And it's like, and it's how. And so I don't know. It's almost like, I mean, what you hope is that eventually you'll get to a, 
equilibrium that yeah. says everyone's happy. Yeah. But it is It just won't work. And see just, and this is why I'm this is what I'm getting at. It's disillusioning that there is no just like magical solution. I guess I'm hoping for perfection that doesn't exist. That's that's what I'm thinking about. Hmm. It's big big questions. Yeah. Well, this is um, incoherent understanding. That's right. I thought that was very fitting. Where we, where we, where I had we, a bit of an incoherent where we, understanding. Where we, un, where we unpack, unpack the big questions. Yeah. No, that's stay good. tuned. That's good. <laughs> stay tuned. Um, okay. Well, going all right. Expanding on this topic, which also kind of links to my last kind of question for you. Yeah. Um, do you? What is like? Okay, so do you reckon you are like that? What do you mean? That you are that you put your your things over other people. Like, of course, yeah, it's inherent. Yeah, um, and do you I, accept that about yourself? I try not to accept it. Um, I try to improve myself improve. by you know being more giving. Yeah, but like at the same time, it's it's almost impossible, really, isn't it? So like, where's the line between you know helping others out and like you know looking after yourself? Mm. I think there's. I think you could always spend more time. I think I could always spend more time volunteering or, you know, doing stuff, for you know, giving more. But at the same time, it is it is hard. Um, yeah, managing your time like with work and uni and all that. Mm. So that's one thing. Yeah. So leading on that, um, for you, what's like the biggest worry in your life? It's the biggest worry. Yeah. Like, what is something about either your future? Um, your family, like about you yourself, like with all the uncertainties in life. Yeah. What What is it that scares you the most? I just feel like, maybe in summarization of everything I've said today, I just okay. feel like when I look back, that I didn't really take the opportunity that I've had, like even right now, that's staring me in the face. So I've been given this blessing to go ahead and, you know, do a lot, achieve a lot, and if I look back and I feel like I've squandered it I feel like I probably wouldn't be able to justify that or like reveal myself so I guess that's one of the reasons why I love to work hard and whatever but yeah I think I think that's one of the main things looking back and not being satisfied but also like not living my life to the fullest like getting out like experiencing good things meeting new people that sort of thing if I look back and it's just like oh I probably could have you know done more here or gone to that place there I would have been, I reckon it would be very disappointing. Mm. And so I think that's one of the reasons why like exchange or something like that is really appealing. It's just really like going out there, getting some stuff done, meeting some new people, you know, broadening your mind. I think that all goes to what I've been trying to do in my life thus far, even though I still really don't know what I'm doing. Mm. So yeah, that's like a general, general way of expressing it, I guess. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's something. I think that I think what you've touched on is something that everyone worries about, though. Yeah. Like the idea that when we get to the end of our life, and we look back on ours and we go, "So what do we do?" Yeah. And yeah, that's a big question. It is a big question. Big question. But luckily, you still have your whole life ahead of you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited for my for the rest of my life. Yeah. Hopefully, it'll be a good one. Yes. <laughs> I think it will be. Yeah. I think it will be. Josh, thanks so much for being on pleasure. today's episode. Absolute pleasure. Um, uh, that's it for Incoherent Understanding today. Um, check us out next week. Um, I don't know who's going to be on it, but someone will. Shout and out. it'll be great. Shout out to them. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. Um, Stay tuned. Yeah. Uh, yeah, cool. All right, see you guys.